0: This is Dr. Jose Saldivar with another episode of the Way to College podcast. Um, joining me today is um, this young man was uh, one of my former students um, at the university. And, um, you know, I, I, I was eager to have him because, have him on the podcast because because I think he's got an interesting journey. He's, you know, he, I think he's a little younger than some of our other guests, but I think his story is incredibly... Um, How would I describe it? um, I think think there's much to learn from from his story. Um, And I'm eager to to dive in and and to have him share it with us. But I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to him and let him introduce himself. So, Fernando, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? All
1: right. Hello, guys. My name is Fernando Sanchez. I am a 25-year-old guy (laughs) That, uh, (laughs) that, well, I mean, you know that is trying to figure life out every every single day pretty much
0: you know (laughs) right, so I think he's being a little humble Um, just to give you some context so Fernando like I said was one of my students and and shame on me I forget what his major was but I remember what was it
1: it changed at first was in your class it was uh, computer science uh, and then it changed it to marketing advertising
0: (laughs) okay So, Fernando, I ask all my my guests: um, If you had to go back to a point in your life where you could say my educational journey started here, where would that point be for you?
1: My educational journey—that's a really good question. Um, Honestly, probably since the beginning of high school. You know, just uh, that's when I really started like learning about different. Uh, stuff I when I was in high school I was really eager to like go to a big college you know because my parents moved here um they had my mom didn't finish college but my dad did but like in Mexico and here it, it, his degree wasn't valid so I would have I would have been a first uh first year like college student and I'm the oldest of my brother and my sister so I, I felt like this big responsibility Towards like my, my siblings and my parents to make them proud and you know just work as hard as I could and I always believed like I could have been destined to I uh, could be destined still to like do great things so uh, I always was hard on myself and I always believed like oh I'm I'm going to like Harvard or like at least Texas A and M or UT um, and like so I, I always put that pressure on me to do as well as I could in school but balancing that and also being social was really hard. (laughs) And that kind of took a toll, I'm not gonna lie. Like, uh, you know, from playing sports, trying to have a social life and do homework all the time, it was hard. And uh, interestingly enough, putting all that pressure on me in high school kind of prepared me for college, for the workload that college gave me. So I was kind of already used to it since I started taking college classes in high school, so uh so I would say since the beginning of high school I really started taking educational learning seriously but it wasn't until uh after college that I really started getting hands-on experience in the real world and that's like like you know learning something from a classroom is different perspective than like actually living it you know so
0: you know I'm glad I'm glad you framed it that way um Because I think um, when I started the podcast, some of it was because I think students have this expectation like, I'm going to go to college, I'm going to graduate, and the job's going to be there, going to be waiting for me. Um, You know, and when I was 18, 19, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to get there. And I felt like I needed experience. I needed it to kind of experience life a little bit to figure out, like, what is it that I wanted to do? And so. You said you started out as computer science, changed to marketing, and I reconnected with you because I, I, we had put out a call right for auditions for a, for a short that we were filming. Me and a couple of buddies, and and you showed up, and I remembered, and, and I, I hadn't even seen you yet. I was reading your the the your bio, and I thought I think this guy was one my student. And so you walk in, and I was like, yeah, I remember this guy, um, and so. So, Ronaldo, tell me about, like, even just in in college, going computer science, marketing, like, what happened there? Because, I mean, they seem like two very different paths. So what happened there?
1: Actually, a funny story. But uh, if we go back, you know, I was blessed to know what I really wanted to do since I was a kid. It's just that what I really wanted to do doesn't have a definite path. So it's really hard to, like, know what to do, especially if your parents don't speak English and you're in a country where you're, like, I'm experiencing everything myself since I was, like, the oldest. Like, you know, so um, what I really wanted to do is I wanted to be an actor ever since I was a kid. Oh, that was my main dream, my main thing. But uh, growing up, my parents always, like, when I was young, now that it's different, but when I was young, there would always be like, have a backup plan, you know, get a college degree at least, and then go pursue your dreams. So that was always in the back of my head. But as I grew older, I started like the whole acting thing never like never left. I still want to be an actor, but growing up, I really started falling in love with like learning, and, you know, the whole just you know like the whole business like business. I fell in love with business, so that's why I kept going to school. You know, that's why. I, after high school, I wanted to, like, lead to LA and just pursue acting 100%, but then I started figuring, like, there are people who do have a college degree and still are young enough to go and pursue acting, so I was like, mm, maybe I can do that. Uh, so what happened was, I've always been, like, big also on computers, but I never took or at least my school didn't offer like coding classes in high school. So when I entered into UTRGV, even though I was fascinated by computers and learning how they work, I was like behind because everybody in that degree in those classes were already coding multiplayer games. So, and I had no idea how to code yet. So uh, interestingly enough, I walked into one of my um, advisors for that degree and to ask him what classes I should take my sophomore year. And he advised me, if you don't start studying every single day from the summer until the semester starts, you're not going to make it. And that's when I decided like, okay, I need to switch my career. (laughs) I was like, you know what? I need to get a career that I like so I can finish as fast as possible and move to LA so I can pursue acting ASAP. So then I thought, what's closer than that than advertising and marketing, you know? Because as an actor, you have to market yourself. So I thought that was the next best option. Uh, interest, interestingly enough, I fell in love with marketing, so I thought I picked the right career. Um, but you see, I never knew what I what I wanted. I just kept trying to pick different things until like I landed on what I liked, and that's something that I learned through time. But also, like if you know um, Gary V, he mentioned I saw. A video where he said he told another 25 year old because uh, he said, because um, the 25 year old told him, like, hey, man, I don't know what I want to do. Uh, is that a bad thing? And Gary's like, no, like, you're still young. So take the next five years do something for six months and then try something else for six months and then try something else for six months. And by the time you're like 30, you already tried all these different things and you're still young and you can still do what you want, like what you found that you like, you know? Um, and I always thought, you know, growing up, especially like the younger generations, like we have this pressure because of social media to like do something now, like be someone now, uh, have su- financial success now, uh, fi- fi- uh, career, be like successful in the career if you're, that you want now, know what you want now, have everything together now, because we see like the highlights of everyone on social media. I myself have did that in the past. So... I made myself look like I was like traveling, doing all these things, when in reality I was like behind the scenes struggling, trying to figure out how to raise enough money to take a flight to LA and back. And I was like 17, 18, like, I don't know. And like, it was just a highlight reel and people were like, Oh my God, you're doing all these things. But that's what my Instagram portrayed, you know, uh, that's not really what was happening behind the doors. And that's what most people do. Like they make themselves look a lot bigger and doing a lot bigger things than it looks. So we always have that pressure of like, oh, I need to do that too. I need to be there. But then I realized like, um, if you, you can literally change your whole life around in one year, like, it doesn't have to take 20, 30 years to like change. You, if you really put in the time and the work, you can literally switch everything in less than, like in a year or two, like, so that's why that took off pressure from me, like as far as like figuring stuff out. And I was just like, okay, I need to relax. I need to take a step back, figure out what I want to do and just make a game plan.
0: So, <laughs> but, like, so let me ask you, what, what was your game plan then? You know, you you changed majors. You chose marketing. You graduated right with a degree in marketing, correct? Um, so at that point, you know, mom and dad were okay with you pursuing acting because you had a degree. Yeah. That-
1: Before that, they told me like, if you really if you really love what you like acting, we totally support you. Which not a lot of people have that kind of support. I was lucky. But, like, if you really want to do it. Do it, but if you're gonna do it, do it right. Don't like, don't like do it halfway and then drop it. Like, go all the way, knock on all the doors, do whatever it takes. If you need to live in a one bedroom apartment or like and like eat ramen noodles every day, like you gotta do it, you know, whatever it takes. Uh, so I started, I started like. Trying to figure out, cause like, you know, like when you are surrounded by people that have that mentality that it's, you really can't do anything that much and it's hard and it's one in a million and they have that mentality because, and it's not their fault, you know, like they were taught that. So they don't know anything else. When you're taught that mentality, your brain kind of just like puts you in that level and doesn't, you can't really see yourself past it. And when you surround yourself with around those same people, you feel like, oh, it's kind of impossible to do. But then I started meeting people that were doing it. I started meeting people that were in movies in L.A. I started meeting people that were in Netflix shows. And I was just and they were like, oh, yeah. But, yeah, I was in that show. They made it seem so casual. I'm like, what? Everybody back home just makes it seem so impossible. They're like, no, dude. And this is what you got to do. Boom, 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 boom. And that's it. I'm like, what? That's not easy. Obviously, it's really hard, but there is a path, you know. And that's when I was like, "Well, oh, I can do it, too, you know. So, and then I started finding people but here in the valley that were doing even bigger things than I could ever imagine. I'm just like people I look up to now. Like, I don't know if you know Raul Castillo. Mm-hmm. Like, he's top of the top. He's getting to that top 1% of actors. He's getting to that point. Like, he just came to like a. Uh, his movie's like has been number one that just came out called Night Teeth with Debbie Ryan, which is like a huge star. Uh, his previous movie Army of the Dead was number one on Netflix for a while uh, he did a movie with George Lo- uh, Lopez the, the Chicano he um, he did he's doing so many big things and I'm like dude he's from McAllen like what and then this is other woman her uh, Cristela Alonso she was the voice of Car, uh, car and Cars 3 she uh, now she's hosting a Nickelodeon show uh, and it's like dude, she's from here too like what, like if they can do it why can't you know so, yeah, that's when I started feeling, like thinking, like, oh, it's possible.
0: Fernando, let me ask you: how how did you how did you not give up on that dream, that dream of becoming an actor? Like you said, you were surrounded by a lot of negative people early on, and and then obviously you're going through school, but you said you never you never lost sight of that. You know, I think I think a lot of people, young people, you know, I just in my profession I write meet students and like oh, I want to do this I want to do that most of them change their mind a lot of them even you know not, you know we, I spend more time now I think talking about kids like what did you want to be what did you always want to be when you were younger and and they've they've moved on from that. And it's not like that they can't do it, right? Veterinarian or whatever it is, right? But a lot of them have given up on that and and they're like, I need to find something more quote unquote realistic. How did you how did you keep your dream alive?
1: Uh, I think I, I would get lost in the whole like business world from time to time and I would totally lose track of that vision that I always had. And then uh, all it took was like somebody telling me, Hey, you're a good actor to like spark that back up. And I'm like, Oh man, I am. What am I doing? You know, like, why am I not doing that? Like, so, uh, during the pandemic was really whenever I dived down and like try to figure out how to make it happen. So during the pandemic, since there was like a lot of downtime and staying inside, um, I ended up researching a lot like of different casting directors, actors, um, all kinds of people through my connections, people that I've met. And uh, I started going, I started attending online seminars and and started watching lives on Instagram. Cause a lot of these uh, like directors, casting directors, since the production sets were all closed because of COVID, they started going live a lot. And so I started watching all their lives and started learning what they were looking for. I started researching different agencies um, and I really like learned like a like a way to get into the industry so back in um and also like back in 2019 I had found through research an agency that was taking extras for different big films and stuff like that and uh, I ended up signing up to be in as an extra in a movie for Netflix and uh, I didn't really know much about it but they told me like I got a phone call they told me hey you're congratulations, you're going to be an extra in this movie. And I'm like, all right, cool. I, I mean, I was excited, but I was you know, just an extra. I just really wanted to be on set so bad. Like, I just wanted to see how it worked, you know? So I I took the last money that I had left in my bank account and I, uh, I flew by myself to Atlanta by myself. Like, I got like a small Airbnb in a house. With, that i had to share with people and i went there for only for a weekend and uh yeah it was it was really scary because i was by myself in a in a whole new city a whole new like state that i've never been to before but it was a lot of fun and then finally i got to be on set and then i got lucky because even though there was like more than 300 extras uh ben falcon which is melissa mccarthy's husband who was directing the film which the movie is called thunder force he came up to me. He's like, Hey, do you want to be a part of the film? And I was like, what? And he's like, me? Like out of everyone? He's like, yeah. Do you want to be like a a transition, a transitioning shot? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So he put like a big camera on a big crane on me. it's like, we shot it like five, six times. He told me, look at the camera this way. This is your big moment. And I, I don't know. It just, it all came down to luck at that moment. So yeah. And then finally I came back, flew back, um and like they told me congratulations you're gonna be in the movie but i couldn't be certain because a lot of times you can you can get cut during like the editing process so i didn't think much of it when it was finally released the whole like almost a year later um i saw that i came out and i was freaking out So. People started texting. I forgot it to tell a lot of people. So like, people were like, dude, is that you? Like, in the, cause it was number one on Netflix and, uh, people started seeing me like, dude, I could swear this is you, this is you. And I started getting a lot of messages and it, it was, it was like a little taste of like that, what I've always wanted to do, you know, a little. Yeah. yeah so from there, I, uh, I met a lot of people there in Atlanta that are living in Atlanta and Atlanta. And there, a lot of them are like on different Netflix shows and, um, And they told me, hey man, if you ever come to Atlanta, you'll be a big fish in a small pond because now they started filming a lot more stuff in Atlanta than in LA, which is crazy. And plus there's like not many, there's not that much. Well, there is a lot of competition, but not for me because they don't have my demographic like as much as others in Atlanta. So I spoke to like one of the big agencies and they told me get a little bit more experience Come move over here, get into acting classes, and when they're ready, they're gonna. You can come with us, and like, that's a big agency. So I thought, like, man, I have a chance, you know. So uh, I'd I'd be lying to you if I told you I haven't figured it out right now because I still don't. <laughs> it's an everyday thing. I'm always trying to figure it out day to day, but at least I have a more clear pla- pla- uh, path, you know.
0: One congratulations, because um, yeah, I remember seeing. I don't know who posted it. I, I think I want to say it was UTRGV, and I don't know if it was UTRGV Theater. Some somebody posted it, yeah. and I remember looking at it. Yeah. They asked me to play, and I was like, "No way!" <laughs> Why? Yeah, and and I saw it, and I thought, "Oh my!" Like I thought, "Oh my God!" <laughs> I, said, I know that I know that guy. He was another one of those. I know that guy moments, yeah. <laughs> and um, and so I started to look for you. On Instagram, because I was like, okay, I want to, I want to follow him. I want to keep up to date, um, and and because because yeah, like I, you know, honestly, Fernando, I like I, you know, I follow a lot of my former students because I love, I love being a part of the journey. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know about other other. I know a lot of teachers, right? You you feel, you invest a little bit of time in your students, and for me, I love. The me for me the payoff is when you all are doing what it is whatever it is that you want to do, yeah. and so I take great satisfaction in that and and so I I you know I was like I want to see I want to be part just follow along in the journey, and then I thought okay I, w- I think um, you know I want to hear your story I want you to share it because I think I think like you said I I appreciate the reality of it the you're still trying to find your path and you're still trying to figure it out but I love that you haven't given up on it. And I think a lot of people give up on on their dreams really early, and 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 a lot can happen, right? Tomorrow, a lot can happen to you. Yes. But man, even getting into even getting into you know a Netflix movie, you know, and and just having that one opportunity, because you never know where that op- that one opportunity can then springboard you to something else. Yeah. And so, what you I know, am- the fact. Go, go ahead.
1: The way I see it. Or the way I started seeing it was, uh, and, and it, might, it may sound like, I don't know, crazy, but the way I see it now, is just like, we're going to die anyways. So like, <laughs> you know, like, whether you do it or you don't, you're going to die. So might as well do it. You know, like, you're not going to lose anything. You're going to die. And nobody's going to remember it a thousand years from now anyways. You know, yeah. like, you fail. Like, it's not going to matter. So just try Just keep going. Just do whatever you can. And a lot of times like, I'm lazy, I'm tired, but like once you're making it happen, it's all gonna be worth it. So um, yeah, so it just, and then um, and then fast forward a little bit, I, am, I ended up uh, going to Dallas for another film, which that one hasn't come out yet. Uh, that one, it was a Lionsgate movie. It's called American Underdog. And it's the life story of the NFL Hall of Famer quarterback, uh, Kurt Warner. And so I went to Dallas and I was an extra in that movie for a whole week, we were filming a Super Bowl scene and I was, uh, <laughs> I was a stadium security guard. <laughs> but the craziest experience of my life till this day, like there, it was like 12 hour work days, Monday through Friday, uh, being on in the Dallas Cowboys stadium, just filming with them, with the whole production, Lionsgate production team. I got to meet Kurt Warner, got to meet uh, Dennis Quaid, I don't know if you know Dennis Quaid. Got to hang out with him, got to meet, uh, got to uh, hang out and meet um, the guy who plays Kurt Warner, who is the guy that plays Shazam, I forgot his name. Uh, And just seeing them and then then meeting the director and then they had two directors on set, the main director for the movie and then the director that directed the football team that was playing in the film. And which is interestingly enough, it's the same football team in every football movie. It's uh, it's an organization of like ex college football players or ex NFL players that they put a team together and every time there's an NFL movie or like a movie with a football team, they always call the same team. And it's always Oh wow. Same, and it's always the same director that directs that team. And that director directs all like he he directs all films with sports hockey football any any basketball he's the one that directs all those movies like just that portion of like the, the sports and i thought it was so interesting and he gave us his story so like one day on set while everybody was like while they were fi- filming the main actor a uh, uh, zachary levi that's his name while they were filming him we were sitting down with the director and he was Telling us his whole story of how he like, started, how whenever he made the movie with uh, Adam Sandler, the, the water boy, he, he told us that like, he thought that movie was so stupid and then it broke like records. And uh, he was about to quit too. He's like, this movie is so stupid. I that movie just... Like, Got millions and millions of views and just broke records. He's like, what? And that's what's jump started his career actually. But you know, like, hearing his story, meeting like a lot of the actors, like meeting like other extras, like, oh yeah, my son, my son is like in this agency here in Houston, and he's like on this Netflix movie. And I'm just like, what? You know, it's, it's, it's it doesn't seem impossible at this point. Just how bad you want it, and I guess like the main thing is consistency. That's it. Consistency and hard work. Like that's that's all you need, really. Consistency. Oh no, the main thing besides consistency is uh you have to have discipline. And that's one of the biggest things I've struggled for a long time. Discipline. Yeah, so
0: Consistency, discipline, hard work.
1: Discipline and consistency. If you if it's whenever you feel like not doing it, yeah. Doing it anyways. Like going to the gym. Like, oh, I don't feel like going to the gym today, but still going. This consistency. Every yeah. single day, that's how you see progress. And uh, just doing one little thing every single day adds up. You know, it's like adding one break. Every day, you're going to build a wall. Rather than trying to build a whole wall in one day, you're going to be overwhelmed. You know? And that's the way I try to take it day by day. If you think about like, oh, what, what I have to do all this week, you're going to feel overwhelmed and just tired. If you think, oh, I only have to do this today and that's it, and you do that every day, you're gonna finish more than what you thought. It, you know? uh, it, it's easier said than done, obviously, <laughs> but I try to follow that. <laughs> I,
0: I think that's sound sound advice, right? That's solid advice. Um, so you know, you you've got you've got some things on the horizon um i'm sure maybe some of our listeners are wondering but fernando what's paying your bills right now (laughs) so what do you what do you do what are you doing because i i know when before you jumped on you were telling me about some of the work that you're doing now i think you're just transitioning into into some other work so tell us about that work now
1: so oh man that's that's always been like the main thing i always wonder like okay this person's doing all this but how are they surviving like what like, are they rich? Like, are their parents funding all their money? Cause my parents are not rich. Like I'm paying all my stuff. That was always my biggest thing. Like how, how do you make it work? How do you pursue your dreams with no money, you know? And, uh, and interestingly enough, like nowadays it's a lot easier to make money online than it ever has been ever. And uh, if you really want it, like you can make it happen. Like especially now that with all the opportunities online, if you learn about crypto investing. If you learn about marketing. Nowadays, marketing is huge. It's like the future. So like, what I I've always been since since I was young, I always wanted, I always carried a camera with me. So I learned how to do video, photo, and all that paid off because now I do that for clients. You know? I uh, I do like freelancing where I'll like I'll film, weddings, I'll film uh, film kissaneras, or I'll do commercials for different like local clients. And now partnered up with Yao Sam to create a marketing agency. And where uh, our clients are now like the Vipers, Wise, The Crash Gal, like uh, lawyer, little uh, man, and uh, like junior speed market, huge clients. And so it started from the bottom, from making small like videos for like a like local car dealership to, like, now making multi-dollar, like, productions for big companies. So, like, it's just small steps. And that's what I do now. And Like, I guess what my plan is now is, like, I don't know yet what my plan is, but I kind of want to, like, we want to take Grand Genius to, like, Austin and San Antonio, open up, like, in those cities. Now I was planning on maybe moving to Austin with Yao Sam and working on Brand Genius over there expanding and while I'm doing that um, going on auditions getting an agent and start auditioning for Netflix shows Amazon Prime shows um, movies and stuff like that and see what happens there
0: wow
1: but I'm also interested in the business world so trying to take advantage of the whole metaverse that's going on with Facebook uh, building digital products NFTs crypto investing in crypto just uh, right now is the best time to like you can really be a millionaire if you really try you know it's we all have the tools now so if you're dumb it's because you don't you don't want it like if there's a way you No, know, there's a path yeah uh, youtube and google is all you need so <laughs> i don't know wow
0: Anyone? you've come a long way from that from that first year class <laughs> I remember. Um, I do remember you in class because I remember you did. You asked a lot of questions. There was a. There was another student in class. I don't. I forget his name, but I, I. I remember he was always also hustling and and had a bunch of business ideas and. Um, he talked about a vision board and and so since then I use a vision board in my class now. And in fact, we we talked about it in class this week, but. You know, um, I remember you ask always asking a lot of questions. You were just really inquisitive, and it was like you were just always like like this sponge. And like you would ask, you know, hey, what, how do you do that? What do you? And it just seemed like you just wanted to soak up as much knowledge. And so to see you, and really taking that and still living that. It sounds like you're still living that, still trying to learn as much as you can, but also having your hands in all of these different things. it it's it you know it seems like that's what you're doing you're you're still you're still you know at, at at your core you're still that same person but now you're trying to apply a lot of what you're learning to a lot of these different markets a lot of these different right industries um you know fernando as we close cuz right you you're just starting out it feels like right a lot of paths yeah. we open for you yeah um fingers crossed right i'll I'll light a vela for you uh,
1: <laughs> but tune in for the next chapter.
0: Yeah, but I, I I think like even so, like you know, all of twenty five, and here you are, you 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 know hopefully in this next, you know, be in another movie, right? Looking at, you know, potential more opportunities to continue acting, but also it, it looks like you're also not waiting for things to happen to you. You're trying to make things happen, right? You're taking control of, of what it is and, and whether it's the marketing or the online stuff. I I, um, I think that says a lot about you, right? And like you said, discipline, hard work, consistency,
1: right? You know, uh- It's I learned that the hard way, though, like I like the whole like not waiting for it to happen. For some reason, I thought like, oh, one day I'll be discovered. It's fine. I'll wait. No, you got to go out there and get it. You know, nobody's going to give it to you. But like everybody says uh, it's a cliche saying, but it's to actually grasp it and understand it is different than to listen to it, acknowledge it. It's you have to actually believe that you have to like go out there and get it. And that all happened to me back in 2016, whenever I, uh, I was a sophomore, I think it was like the year after I took your class. That's when everything really like gave me a different perspective because that year I uh, had auditioned for a singing competition in Miami called, um, what was the show called? It was called, um, La Banda. So it was basically like American Idol or, um. Or like the voice of the Latin people in the USA. It was a new show that Ricky Martin put out with Simon Cowell. And uh and the first yeah, in the first season like that came out, it was so successful. They got like five like guys, young guys, and they made them into like, a band called C and CO, and they're still huge right now. They have huge hits. And so I was like, I'm I i got to go for the second season. So I sent in a video audition of me singing a song. I get a call one day while I'm in campus. And it's this lady from Miami speaking to me in a Cuban accent, her Puerto Rican accent, and she's like, "Hey, um, you've been selected to uh, like jump like all the auditions in the beginning, we'll go straight to the producers. If they like you, you'll be on the show." I was like, "There's no way!" Like, so that was like one of my first moments of like, "Oh, I can actually do something else, like that, like you know, something big." You know, so. Finally, I went in, and I, that's where I met this one guy named Jose Tunin. He's a good friend of mine now. And he was on the first season of the show, and he made it to the semifinals. So I was a big fan of his because I watched the whole first season. And, uh, and he was re auditioning for the second season, and he had a following because he was like, I just came out from the first season, it was pretty really popular. So I remember they put me in this room with like a bunch of the guys that were in the first season that were re-auditioning and a bunch of new people, and I was like, this is crazy, you know? became friends with him. I ended up not making the show because I had to wait a whole six months to find out if I made it or not. It was worst six months ever. But I did not make it, unfortunately, but I became really good friends with this guy, and he was living in San Antonio at the time. So I would travel by myself, I didn't have a car at that time, so I would travel by myself on the bus all the time to San Antonio back because he would, because he was my friend, he would have me open up for him. And he was opening up for like artist and then I was opening up for him. He gave me opportunities. And uh, I was always grateful for that. And then one day, he got this guy who asked who wanted to be his manager and manage him as a musician all the way from California. And I was 20. And he was like 16, so his mom was like, "There's no way you're going alone. Have Fernando go with you. Convince your manager to take you to to take him as well." And it was during the summer, and so he was like, "Fine." He told me, "If you can help me translate like this whole documents for like a lawyer or something into like from English to Spanish, then you can live with me for free in my in my house." And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." So, so it turns out he was, like, he was like this rich man, huge, well his parents, he lived a huge mansion in the hills in San Diego, and I stayed in his pool house with Jose Tunin, and I was like, what is going on, like this is insane, I had no money, you know, like I just, it was an opportunity, so I went and, um, and we were in LA, we were only supposed to be there for a week. But we ended up staying there for like two months. <laughs> so what happened was he was taking us, he had all these connections. He was taking us to red carpet events. He was taking us to, uh, we got signed. He got, he was helping me out too because he knew I wanted to be a singer. So we, we both got signed to uh, a shoe company called Balado. We got signed to that shoe company. So free shoes, free like $80, $90 shoes, as many as we wanted. And from there, um, we went to like, like uh, red carpet events, parties for different like companies that they were holding out, where they had like celebrities there. Uh, I ended up partying with big YouTubers named like Logan Paul, Jake Paul. I don't know if you've heard of them. Partied with them, met other people that worked for the Grammys and the Oscars, who were giving me opportunities left and right. It's this big ball of like, it's and honestly, it's like who you know which is crazy because if you know people, you can make it really far. So like just knowing these people, they started getting me like I started being like music videos for some artists. Uh, I met this girl who I'm really grateful for. And she's still a really good friend of mine. Her name is Giselle. She worked for campaigns for Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber. And it's just crazy how like just the ball kept rolling. And we started partying with like social media influencers. Um, and from there, I got an opportunity to sing in Hollywood for like thousands of people and I opened up for some artists uh which was insane and I ended up becoming friends with actors that I saw on Nickelodeon when I was a kid they still follow me on Instagram we're still friends and it was just it it was just like I couldn't believe it so like the summer ended, came back because I had to go back to school. And then everything, all the, all the hype just died down. Like, I just spent the best summer of my life doing red carpet events, uh, hanging out with Grammy Award winning artists, recording in studios where they recorded all the Disney Channel movie soundtracks, all where they recorded Hannah Montana, where they recorded Ariana Grande, where they recorded hanging out with those artists, doing all that and then coming back to school in McAllen. I'm just like, bro. <laughs> and then it all died down from there. And, uh, well, like the hype and and that was my first taste of like if you take one step, had I never sent in that one video audition, I would have never met Jose Tunin, I would have never been flown lived in a pool house in San Diego, I would have never met all these artists party with youtubers, did all that just from one decision. So from then on, I decided like take every opportunity because you don't know where it's gonna lead you to. You know what I mean? And that's in using that same principle is how I got on Netflix, using that same principle is how I met Kurt Warner and was in his movie. And it's the same principle. I'm trying to still do where it takes you places. You know, don't be afraid to take a step because next thing you know, you're doing something you've always wanted to do. Because you always hear like people who are successful be like, if you would have asked me five years ago, 10 years ago that I would have been doing this right now, I would not believed you. And it's true because you don't expect it. But once you take that one step, it takes you to another step, which takes you and it's just a ball that rolls. And it's just like, you start getting momentum. Next thing you know, you're doing this and you're like, what? (laughs) This is crazy. Yeah, so that's what I'm still trying to do. It's just like a a friendly reminder for myself, I guess, (laughs) to not be afraid and do those things. So man, the last example that actually was, I was working for Berdogan. That's when I felt complacent. I've been there for two years, doing the same thing over and over, being comfortable. And I learned if you're comfortable, you're not growing. You're not uh, You're not uh, not opening up new doors. You're just doing the same thing. It's reading the same book, expecting a different ending. That's why I was like, I need to switch it up. I need to do something different. That's why I quit and I jumped on board for Brand Genius. And as scary as it was, I knew that's what I needed to do to move forward, you know?
0: wow man that's those are some crazy stories <laughs> but I, I, I um yeah go ahead
1: I don't believe in myself yeah it's just and, and it's you know and it's funny because a lot of the times I forget that I did all those things and I'm hard on myself and I'm just like what am I doing like I feel like I haven't accomplished anything and then I look back and I'm like dang like yeah I, I need to be doing those things again <laughs> Yeah. You know?
0: Fernando um, wow i think um, you know i usually ask my guests for uh, last pieces of advice or final words as we to close this out but i think and i apologize for my dog barking in the background <laughs> but I, I i don't think i don't think i could, you could have scripted that any better right that that last bit that you talked about right and taking that step and and not not being comfortable right forcing ourselves right because when you're comfortable you're not doing anything yeah. and so i can't i can't think of a better way to end this episode of the podcast so man thank you so much thank you so much for sharing your story for being so transparent and so real about your experiences right but also so real about kind of the the uncertainty right you, you still don't know where your path is going to lead you yeah. but
1: I'm trying to, and i think that's what makes life interesting you know like how boring would it be if you already knew what you were doing? Like it would be so boring. I I find so much um like I don't know, I'm so much interest in being scared. Like and and because uh, that makes life more interesting and more fun. And uh obviously it's it's easier for me to say since I don't have kids or like a wife. So like if I lose, I lose myself, and I'm not putting anybody in. <laughs> it would be different if I had to like People depended on me, you know. So that's why I'm trying to take advantage now while well, I still can. But that's not to say that you can always do it whenever. You know, like you can always like I know actors that are like in their sixties, seventies and uh and, and they're making and they're making a name for themselves in the acting industry. Like you're never too old to do what you want and yeah, so that's why I used to be afraid of time and like how like, Oh, I'm getting old. I'm getting old. It's too late. No, I don't see it that way anymore. I see it as like, um, you, you can do whatever you want. You know, you can always change your life around. I've seen people go from nothing to like this huge thing in a year. Like there was this YouTuber As last, last note. Like I, there's this YouTuber named Eric Deckman. He, uh, he started YouTube a year and a half ago with no subscribers, had no money, He was depressed. He was, he didn't know what he wanted to do. He's like, you know what? I've always wanted to be a YouTuber. I'm gonna go all out, all out. And in one year he got a million followers on YouTube. He hangs out with the biggest YouTubers, um, ever. And he's collaborated with the biggest YouTubers. He's making hundreds of thousands of dollars doing YouTube. He's doing crazy things in one year and a half. Like, so what's to say you can't, change your whole life around in a year you know if you really want to that's the motivation that i that i need a year from now i could be doing something completely different you know so that's pretty much it
0: (laughs) fernando thank you thank you for your story thank you for all of the valuable pieces of advice um this concludes another episode of the Way to College podcast. Thank you to my uh, my guest, Fernando Sanchez. Thank you to all of you, our listeners out there and viewers. Um, tune in next time for another episode. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.